Welcome to the American Grime Podcast. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thanks for locking in. This is the American Grime Podcast, and I am your host, Jumanji, here with an exclusive interview with the legendary CEO and owner of Gourmet Beats. Introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? Joe Nice coming to you as always live and direct. Yay, yay. Grew up in Baltimore, now living in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, soon to be on the move to the great white north and sunny skies of Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, Canada. That's where I'm going to be, brothers and sisters. So, yeah, that's me, Joe Nice, CEO of Gourmet Beats, the play ambassador, the play slinger, Brat. record label owner, Brat. highly educated individual, two Brat. master's degrees, Brat. Brat. vegan, Brat. dad, <laughs> uh, you name it, that's it. I'm that. Very that's nice. Easy. Very nice. All right, now you're a world traveler, Joe. What have you gleaned about music's ability to travel? I hate to use the commonly used and overused phrase, music is a universal language, but it is. Music has an ability to travel more than me, and I've traveled to 47 countries and I've flown a lot. Sheesh. Music can be heard anywhere and experienced anywhere and anytime, any place, any space. Music has a way of connecting people. I said this in a recent interview with someone else, my friend Sebastian in Paris, I said that music and food are two media or two phenomena that connect people. Yeah. And and I would say music probably more so than food, because typically, I mean, take for instance when we time we're doing this interview, we're gonna be doing, we're gonna have cookout tomorrow, right? Right. Well, any cookout you gotta have, you gotta have the music, right? And especially, oh, yeah. especially, especially a cookout like how we do cookouts. All right. You gotta have the Frankie Beverly and Maze. You gotta have the SOS band. Oh yeah. Right? You gotta have some Janet Jackson. You know what I'm talking about, all right? Rhythm you gotta have the music to go with the food. You just can't have you just can't grill up some vegetables or or some pork chops for yourself and just be like, all right, well yeah, I'm not I'm just gonna have no music in the background. Nah, you gotta have some beats going on. You know, you gotta have those feel-good tunes in the background while you're flipping burgers or you're roasting some corn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You gotta have that. So it, it so the music is more important than the food. But my point is, regardless of where you are, and look, and I've been to 47 countries, I've been to places that I can't read the language, but when people people know the words to songs, people can sing the words to songs, mm-hmm. people can hum a melody. And regardless of your education level, regardless of your cognitive ability, regardless of your linguistic capacity, any of that, Music has a way of connecting people and bringing people, and music has a way of, of affecting people worldwide, internationally, interplanetarily, intergalactically, <laughs> however, whenever, where. Absolutely. Interplanetary base. <laughs> All right, so you started a label. It's called Gourmet Beats. Why do you feel the need to open up your own shop? I felt the need to open up shop because there were a lot of other labels that were releasing music that I had cut onto dub plate and I felt the time was right for me to curate my own label and my own sound and my own musical experience. Okay. Right? I, I, I have an ear for what I think people would want to hear, but I also have an ear for what I like to hear and like to play. And I've reached a point in terms of, in terms of this community and the, I guess the goodwill and cur- I guess that goodwill that I have with people 
Will people trust me enough to say, hey, you know what, Joe? You know what? I like I like what Joe's doing musically. I'm gonna support this. I'm gonna buy the records. I'm gonna buy a download. I'm gonna buy a t-shirt. I'm gonna get some stickers off this guy. And but, but it's more than that than just the commercial. It's culture. Boom. So people understand that I've been at this and in this for a long time. And they know, okay, well, hey, he's still doing it. There must be something about him that keeps him passionate and energetic and devoted to not only the music, but the culture that is a part of the music. And because of that, that's why I felt not just a, a duty, but a responsibility and not only to myself, but to everyone else who's ever supported me to go out and put this label together. My only regret with the label is that, not that I did the label, my regret with this label is that I only did it in 2015. Yeah. I should have started this label, knowing what I know now, I should have started this label back in 2009 or 2010. Because I would be, gosh, 60 releases in, maybe more, and the label would be more than just okay this quote-unquote up-and-coming label that's just now starting to get recognized mm -hmm. it would be one of these in my opinion one of these foundational labels that people look to when you start talking about dubstep record labels now would it be something you know maybe would it be tempa no would it be deep medi no but then but kind of that next tier below where people are like oh yeah it's, it's up there with inner mind or system whatever Sheesh. yeah it could have been that and you know there's obviously still time but again i'm happy and more than happy i'm overjoyed with what i've done with the record label so far and i say i just meaning me but there's i've also had quite a bit of help and i purposely want to make sure that i recognize two people who have been actually three people who have been integral in the development and the success of this record label so far. My old roommate, DJ Ty, Tyler, Gourmet Beats and was originally his idea in terms of having it being a music and an art collective. Then, then a radio show was added on to that. And for me, I was about the radio. And then Ty started to do his own thing and I just said, okay, I'm gonna take the name Gourmet Beats. He's like, yeah, go for it, take it and run. And that's what I did. So then Gourmet Beats Radio and then the Gourmet Beats record label. Oh, okay. I want to thank Miguel Vega at Accent Creative for the artwork and obviously the co-CEO, general manager and creative director uh, at social media, Maven and guru Tomas Hidalgo for all the work that he does with the record label and getting the promotion out there. Big up. Uh, but most importantly, I want to thank all the artists that believe not only in me to, to have their music represented on this particular platform, but also, I want to thank all the people who continue to support the music on Gourmet Beats because it's it, it means a lot. It means it means so much to me to be able to go ahead and put music out there from producers who aren't necessarily household names, but they get an opportunity to have the music heard and played and purchased, and they get an opportunity to go on to more than just hey, I've got a record label on Gourmet Beats, or hey, I played a show here and there. Right. It, there, there's, there's, there's a value to having your name connected with Gourmet Beats, and that's something I never imagined that ever ha happened, but it's happening now. Oh, sick. It's wonderful. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, I got a funny one for you. Tell us about how you manage the diversity of your label. Wow, wow, wow. You know what? There's that that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question <laughs> because we were just talking about this 
at lunch earlier on where I was talking about school and I was saying that I, at University of Baltimore, I got my first master's degree. I got a B, my only B in graduate school at University of Baltimore was in a class called Managing Diversity. Rah! Of all classes I could have gotten a B in, <laughs> I got a B in that class. That class. The rest of my transcript was all A's. So I'm still annoyed by that, but it's okay. But how do I manage the diversity of my label? Well, here's graduate school education to come into play. With any sort of diversity endeavor, you have to embrace diversity. You have to embrace diversity. So how do you go about embracing diversity? You do it through research. You look at what is out there. You look at what is going on. You see what you're doing. You see what other people are doing. And you see how to make sure that you're adequately representing all parties given the environment. Okay, so case in point, I know there's, I know there's a lot of producers that are coming from England specifically. Yeah. Okay, and and quite honestly, as they probably should be, because England, Manchester, Bristol, Brighton, London, there's a lot of talent and a lot of dubstep has come from there. It's the home of this music, right? But just because that's the home of where this sound came from does not necessarily mean that all of the releases on Gourmet Beats has to have come to from, come from England right. specific. Right. So I've purposely gone out of my way to not only find producers who aren't necessarily London-based, but find producers that are not necessarily UK-based. And you can take a look at my the catalog of the releases so far, and there's strong evidence to support everything that I just said. Right, first release was DJG from the United States. He now lives in Berlin, Germany. Sepia was the was number two. Mm. He was obviously from the UK. Moonstones and Malleus. Moonstones is from the Netherlands. Malleus is from the US. Number four is Phil Spector, Montreal. Five, Solly and Malleus, US. US yeah. Six was Bisweet, Estonia. Seven was the Los Angeles EP. Implicit in that, Los Angeles. Eight. <laughs> Esh one Los Angeles, um, U.S. Nine, Inyoko, uh, U.S. Ten, Dub Diggers, Slovenia. Eleven was Alter Echo and E3 with Tetrad, United Sheesh. States. Twelve, Titus Twelve, Bristol, U.K. Fourteen, Gazil, Copenhagen, Denmark. Fifteen, AXH and Abstract Sonics, AXH United States, Abstract Sonics, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Sixteen is the VIP EP where it's three guys from the US and Sepia from the UK. 17, Boneless, Canada. 18 is Solly and Prism, US. 19 is, oh my gosh, what's going to be number 19? Malleus and Phil Spector, US, Canada. 20 is Coro Style, US, but even though he's US, he's really French of Cameroon, of of Cameroonian descent. So there's a little bit of a European flavor with that one. 21 is City One, Japan. 22, which is forthcoming, is Tricycloplox and Sectra, United States. Right? Uh, 23, Boneless and Inyoka. Boneless for Canada, Inyoka, United States. 24, Turning and Sound, Minneapolis. 25 is Buka and RDG. Buka from Spain, RDG, yeah. Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah. 26 is Sir His, UK. Ooh. 27, 207. He's from Croatia. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So how many times did I say UK in all of that? Mm-hmm. Maybe three or four times. Right. Right. And then there's and then there's 27 releases that I either have released or have planned. Sheesh. Even with the white label releases. Gordon Reed's white label number one was Phil Spector and Bucus Finest. Bucus Finest Germany, Phil Spector Canada. 20. The Gordon Reed's white label number two is Subtle Mind, U.S. Gordon Reed's white label number three, which we haven't talked about yet, but I'll give you a little nugget right here. All right. White label number three, it's Cold Cuts, hey. Canada. Yes. All right. So you see what I'm saying? The diversity is there. So I'm constantly trying to make sure that I push stuff out there. Number 28, you and I know about this one. Number 28 is in the works right now. It's going to be the Japan EP. We're going to try hey. to find a bunch of Japanese brothers on the, on the label and put them on there. That's right? what I'm so talking about. The idea of having diversity is to make sure that everybody who is participating in this particular endeavor is adequately represented sick now seeing now given what i just said there's probably going to be somebody out there listening to this podcast and saying well joe what about the female producers and and you would be exactly right to say that because there haven't been any female producers on on the label yet Mm. that's not from lack of trying not from lack of effort it just hasn't happened yet but that's obviously going to be uh, something that I definitely want to have on the label. I would love to have female producers on the label. Yeah, dope. There are plenty of them out there. It just hasn't happened yet. It takes time to get all of this stuff together, but it's going to happen, and I'll make I'll make every effort to have that happen because there are plenty of talented producers that not only need to have their music heard more often, but there are plenty of talented female producers who I want to have on the record label, and I'm going to make that happen. Again, time. Yeah, yeah. Timing is everything for sure. Okay, so this is a grime podcast and you are a dubstep guy. So let's go ahead and find that middle ground. What elements do you think grime and dubstep share and how does that help them both moving forward? The elements that are shared is that it's primary, it's UK based, specifically really London based. Mm-hmm. There's obviously there's a, the instrumentation with both genres is somewhat similar, although not exactly the same. Obviously, with dubstep, you have a dub influence because of reggae. Dub, because it's dubstep, dub, reggae, etc. Sound right. system culture. Right. With grime, it's clearly more hip hop based, really UK hip hop based, and obviously with grime, there are lyrics to it. So there's obviously that connection there. Yeah. But I think there's, but both are underground genres of UK influenced based music and I think the way they can each help each other is to be supportive of the other genre that's the best way to be helpful is to be supportive of the other genre you don't need to have dubstep people beefing with grime people you don't have to have grime people beefing with dubstep people quite honestly you don't need to have grime people beefing with other grime people because that's unproductive also right okay I Again, I don't know much about drum and bass, but I know what from what I've been told and what I've understood from hearing other people discuss drum and bass is that there's always been conflict among different drum and bass DJs, labels, crews, producers, etc. And there always seems to be this part of the phrase, but this one upsmanship with DJs and producers and labels within drum and bass. And I would hope that grime and dubstep learn from the errors of drum and bass's ways and go about this in a more holistic and peaceful and community-minded understanding. It's not about, hey, I'm the best, 
you're not as good as me, so therefore I get to disrespect you. That doesn't serve anybody any purpose. Hmm. How about, hey, let's support each other. You know what? Yeah, I'll show up to your show and show support. Yeah, you know what? I'll come to your festival. Yeah, hey, you know what? I'll 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 drop some bars on your on, on that latest dubstep tune. All right? Because it's about supporting each other. It's never it, music is not a competition. It's never been a competition. Or at least I don't think it should be. True. Sure, you might like a particular DJ the best or a particular MC the best, but just because you like them the best doesn't mean that they are quote unquote the best or judged to be the best. And I'll be all. Okay? Yeah. It, it's when you think about what is quote unquote the best, that whole concept of the best is subjective. Subjective. Oh. It's subjective. But what but quite honestly, rather than subjectivity with regards to helping each other each genre grow what we need is objectivity so each genre can grow how can we objectively help people each genre grow i just explained that you show up to each other's shows mm -hmm. you you show support online and in person right you you collaborate with grime artists or grime mcs or grime producers collaborate with dubstep producers mm. or dubstep djs right you have grime promoters work with dubstep promoters and vice versa that's how you help each genre grow because quite honestly the people who support each of each of these genres are not as different as we would like to think we are on a personal level and on a professional level. We're not that much different. It's just the music that we play is different. But the backgrounds are similar, if not the same. Boom. And I couldn't agree with you more. We got the legend Joe Nice in the building, vinyl dub plate legend, and you're about to do a guest mix for us. So tell us a little bit about the guest mix and what you have planned for us. All right, the guest mix, um, Oh, it might be a 15-minute workout, 20-minute workout, 30-minute workout. Might hit all the body parts, you know, abs, <laughs> quads, biceps, triceps. We're gonna work the full flex. Bit, get the heart rate up to burn some fat. Oh, my God. But what we're going to do is maybe just primarily focus on forthcoming Gourmet Beats releases. Nice. Put the new stuff out there. Maybe give you a classic or two just to get everybody, you know, warmed up. But, yeah, a little 20-minute, 30-minute mix. Put a couple of beats. Put a few beats on there. Mix it up proper. Stir it up, put a little Joe Nice Spice on it. Oh, yeah. And get everybody a slice of nice on this podcast, you know? That's what we do. Hell, yeah. That's what I like to hear. All right, man. Any last words? Any shout-outs you want to give to the fam that are locked in right now? Yeah, man. I just want to thank again. Thank you for having me here. Thanks, Serge, obviously. Of course, man. Of course. Um, we're in Miami right now. Um, so we're going to do some big things in Miami. Don't mind the train. Actually, that's my ride. We're going to get to the club after this. So <laughs> tell that train to stop. Stop that train. But yeah, I just want to thank everybody that's ever been supportive. I want to thank the Sub Factory. You know who you are. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, just everybody. I want to thank everyone that's ever supported me, been, ever ever supported me, and come to the show, bought a record, said big up, um, give me a fist bump or the slap and tap on the West Coast, whatever. Any of that. Dap me up, give me a bro hug or a kiss in the cheek. Whoever you are, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. Um, I want to thank my mom. Love you, mom. I want to thank my daughter. Daddy loves you, Parker. And I um, want to thank the lovely Miss Wells. Mwah. And that's it. Yes, yes, yes. Big up to Joe Nice for dropping by and having this little chat with us. Big up to Gourmet Beats and everything that they have planned for 2019 and beyond. 
and big up the bass community, dubstep, and grime for the future moving forward. Make sure you subscribe to the American Grime Podcast for new episodes. We are now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and more. You can also check out our website at www.americangrime.com to stay up to date on AG News, some merch, contests, and giveaways. As always, this is your host, Jumanji. We'll see you on Wednesday when we have our next guest in the studio, Descent Electronica. This is the American Grime Podcast. We out.